Welcome to my talk on WrestleMania. For real, that's what we're doing tonight. Uh, we're talking to Joey Williamson. He runs a website called Hollywood's World of Sports. He is also the guy I look to when I'm trying to get the insight on the world of professional wrestling in this past weekend. It was WrestleMania, Saturday night, Sunday night, with no crowd, which was sort of odd, but lots of interesting stuff happened. So without further ado, let's talk wrestling, and we'll do it with Joey right now. There are aspects of my personality that I can't control. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The Incredible Halt Podcast. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. Don't tell television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. The Incredible Halt. Besides, nobody's getting hurt. Podcast. Maybe if I can control it, I can use it. Hear the music. How are you, friend? I'm doing good, man. That's awesome. So, Joey, what is um like? What's let's just jump in here. What is what's your day to day like? Like, what what do you you know? You're running this website. You're doing this sports thing. Like, what what is your day to day like? Um, so, so I, I'm not sure if you know my full history, but um, I was born with a congenital heart defect, and so I am considered high risk. So um, I haven't really been going out much. Um, I'll, I'll be honest; it's been really depressing. Yeah, because because I'm such an extrovert and a people person. Um, I love being around people and love helping people. So not being able to do that has been really kind of wearing on me a little bit. But um, as far as as far as Hollywood world of sports goes. I'm honestly just trying to be as creative as possible. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, um, I don't want my page uh, focusing on all the Corona stuff as it relates to sports, because I guess, I guess my attitude towards it is there's already enough negativity right now with it. Um, why add to it? You know, that, that type yep. of attitude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's sort of been our attitude around here as well. Right. Is like, why, yep. why add to it when, there, there's plenty of people filling that void. Uh, but yeah. Joey, you know, uh, obviously the, the reason I wanted to talk to you today is I sort of wanted to get your sense, uh, you know, for, for a guy who runs a sports page in a world devoid of sports, save for WrestleMania. And I know you're obviously a wrestling fan. Like I, I wanted to kind of get a, a gut check of like, what did you, how did you think this weekend went? Uh, you know, what worked for you? What didn't work for you? I absolutely loved it. Like, um, I, you know, going into it, I tried my very hardest. I'm like, don't think about there not being a crowd. Don't think about having an audience there. Just think about what you're actually watching. Sure. And I, I just appreciated it. And honestly, going forward, I really hope they split WrestleMania into two days. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, if there's one thing that came out of this, that is should be it. Because this the six hours, after seeing this, the six hours becomes insufferable, I think. Like, it's just well, too I, much. I, I think last year, if you count the pre-show, it was eight hours. Right. And it was a chore. The last couple of years have felt like a chore and not something I love watching every year. Yeah, uh, and I agree. I think if there's one, if we only get one thing out of this when they go to Hollywood 
which I'm sure will be great for business for you, right? Um, you know, yeah. if they go to Hollywood uh, and and we do get a crowd, I do think booking it two nights and doing it three hours on the nose the first night it ran i thought for me it ran a little long last night um because yeah. I, I thought and we can sure argue about this i felt like as a whole product like a whole show i had a blast the first night yeah you know i had an awesome yeah. time the first night and then they yes. you know they end with the boneyard match and i thought there were some fits and starts last night that didn't really yes. land for me like specifically yes. the um uh uh, the whose name is going to escape me as I'm talking to you. The uh, the love affair match like just didn't work at all for me. Yeah, I can see that. Which word. is which you know if it worked for you that's fine. Just for me it was like eh, it's okay. I I love the story, but I felt that story should have had a crowd. That's one of those yeah ones it, that had a crowd. It, um, the mad the match that really I didn't feel the most last night, and I know. This might upset some people. I was not feeling Randy Orton and Edge. No, um, I, I, and I saw that on Twitter as well. And, and I, but I, I, and this is what I wanted to ask you because obviously, I have I have not had cable for a decade, right? So I keep up with this on a very tertiary basis, right? Because I yeah. can't, you know, um, prior to this year, I couldn't watch really any of it, and now I can watch maybe one of the shows if I catch it on a Friday night. But yeah. when they tend to do those. Um, falls count anywhere last man standing matches that end up inevitably backstage it always seems to be less about wrestling and more about punching until there's a spot than more punching and more you know and and i just think maybe on its own and this will be interesting to hear your your take on this maybe on its own if it didn't have the brilliance of the boneyard match and the brilliance of the funhouse match that one might have been a little bit more unique but those two were so crazy that it was hard for this one where you're just going to walk around the locker room jump on a truck and like i don't know i'm with you it just didn't it didn't do much i i think i think on its own um even with like what they had last night i still don't think i would have felt it as much because i just i felt it went like 10 15 minutes way too long um i saw so it, was that the longest match of that type in WrestleMania history? Because I saw that on Twitter and I didn't have chi- time to check it. Um, well, I mean, obviously the longest match of WrestleMania history is the Iron Man match. Sure. Brett and Sean. But in terms of a last man standing match, I don't think I've ever seen one go that long. Gotcha. And so, so, yeah. and so what What else did you... What did you, Let's talk about the, the two art pieces, right? Because I don't know a better way to refer to them, right? Your thoughts on, on the Funhouse match? Absolutely loved it. Um, I, I loved... I loved the shout-out to Eric Bischoff and Hollywood Hogan. Um, I thought... You know, because a lot of people think that Cena... And Hogan's careers are very parallel, which I do agree with. But the one thing Cena never did once he got established as a good guy was become a massive bad guy. Right. And so I, I think I and a lot and the fans hated that for years. And so the fact that they played into that stereotype, I just thought was amazing. And it's so funny because I told a friend last night, I'm like, hey. Instead of the five moves of doom, we got the five versions of Cena. Sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Thought that was incredible. 
Yeah, and um, for us old school wrestling fans, it was clearly probably landed a lot more than people that might have joined recently because you probably yeah. wouldn't have picked up, I don't know, 80% of the references in that match. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, it was it was really well done. And um, what I enjoyed about that is it was a break from how you started this podcast. It was a break from me having to think about there not being a crowd in order to enjoy what I was watching because I was just enjoying essentially a piece of of art right where they're they're yes. telling a storyline it's it's clearly directed um and shot in a way that was different than the rest of the stuff same with the boneyard yeah. match right like which was uh, to me screamed um full of lessons that they learned from their production company making their own horror movies right like they yes. they, they clearly were able to kind of bring that team together and go okay well if you could only make one of these movies in about 11 minutes what would you do right yeah 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 i uh the Boneyard match to me was like just one of the most spectacular, like non wrestling match type things I've ever seen. Um, I, uh, this is a very unpopular opinion, but I'm going to state it anyways. I was always a bigger fan of Biker Taker than I was Dead Man Taker. Biker Taker. Uh, yeah, well, why not? That's, I mean, yes, no. You know, why not? Why not refer to refer to these people as if they are action figures? It's my favorite thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I could. The, see- the only reason the only reason I say that is because number one, when the Undertaker first debuted in WWE, I was five years old, and he scared the crap out of me. <laughs> so I never liked him to begin with, but when he became the American badass, I just fell in love with it because. The character was more believable for me. Sure, yeah, uh, and right. There's uh, there was a lack of druids and all that stuff that kind of takes you out of it, right? Um, as we move, you know, as we sort of moved, because he w- he and Kane tended to be kind of a, a a holdover to the olden days where you could do all that sort of weird scare the hokey crap out of you, hokey stuff, pokey uh, stuff, right? Right. It was you know a scarier version of Doink the Clown, right? When they yeah. when the rest of the organization was doing Stone Cold Rock sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought, I thought that thing was super cool. Um, I thought the, as odd as the backstory to make the tag ladder match only three people, um, you know, that sort of weird thing aside, man, I thought that thing was incredible. You know, it's funny is, uh, a lot of people, a lot of people didn't like how the tag titles was defended in a singles type way, but like, I mean, you got to put it up there almost with maybe match of the weekend in terms of actual stuff uh-huh. that took place in the ring. Um, and, you know, they were smart about it because they picked the three best people for that match or for the ladder match. And so, I mean, I in, term, in terms of the actual wrestling matches that took place in the ring this weekend, I mean, for me, it goes with, between that and Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. Okay. I thought Charlotte and Rhea did a heck of a job opening well, I, up night. I, I thought the I thought the match was cool. Um you know, the one thing that was interesting when like I said, when you sort of are someone who comes in every year for WrestleMania and then just sort of checks out for a year, the one thing yeah. that, that I thought was fascinating is in the Corbin Elias match, having no context, right? I had no idea why they were fighting, which was fine. The way yeah. that match played out, I didn't really know who the bad guy was. 
right? My my eight year old daughter sitting next to me, and she's like, "Who am I rooting for?" I'm like, "I don't have any idea." Like maybe acoustic Macho Man is the guy you root for, but I'm not real sure. So, <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because um, Elias was has, has been a bad guy for sure. quite a while, and I knew so, that, but like just the way that yeah. the the story in the ring was, I just didn't know. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, like. A lot of people don't like Corbin for whatever reason, but I think that's mainly because he's doing his job right. I mean, he has been one of like the best heels in the last, you know, five, five, six years. And so like I just love the heat that he gets on a regular basis. And I think I think that speaks volumes for like the work that he does. And I don't think he gets enough credit for it. And so you know, what is what does tonight look like, right? Because I know that all the stuff was sort of, not sort of, yeah. all the stuff was pre-taped, right? So you're you're yeah. missing, you're missing the surprise factor. Obviously, if you go look for it, you can find out what's going to happen. I have not, so and I don't want you to. If you actually, know, actually, I don't know because I had heard, I had heard multiple reports that um, if anybody leaked out anything, that they were going to be fired on the spot. So that's actually been kind of hard to find anything, and I can and I can see where that's an actual thing, because um, people don't want to lose their jobs. Sure. At a time like right. <laughs> when you're an independent contractor working for WWE in a in yeah. that fashion, uh, I, I I was more as, asking in your opinion what what does that feel like? Do you think it feels as big as they normally used to? Because for those of you who are not wrestling fans, this Raw tended to be the biggest Raw of the year because it was yeah. the aftermath and the kickoff yeah. for the next year of stories in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah. I think my biggest fear going into the night that a lot of it's going to be dominated by highlights of WrestleMania. Sure. sure. I don't think you're going to... I. I think you might get two matches if you're lucky. Um, in terms of call-ups, because I know in recent years we've seen people get called up or removed from NXT. Uh, I think you saw that last night with uh, Bianca Belair having her moment yep. with the Street Profits. Yep. So I think that was your call-up, so to speak. And they probably did it there instead because it was still a big moment. So... I honestly, man, going into Raw tonight, I don't, I don't know what to expect. You know, it's, um, it's a tough situation, um, especially when you can only have so many people in the room at once. Yep. So, I mean, going into tonight, I would really expect a lot of WrestleMania highlights. Do you, prior to the the outbreak of COVID, we were having this resurgence of wrestling you had aew you had wwe and they were they were going at it in a uh, an amazing way uh, unlike some of the the shadier stuff that happened between at least on screen between wcw and uh, wwf at the time this seemed more like oh your guys can do this amazing match here let's try and do a more amazing match which yeah. benefits the the people watching more so than yes. than the organizations do you think once we land on whatever the definition of new normal is, that sort of fun fan heat will return. Because even last night, for as much fun as I was having, it didn't feel like wrestling. Yeah, you know, you didn't have the you didn't have the buy in. Um, let's use the the Charlotte Flair match. If there's a crowd there, that match probably is everyone's match of the weekend. 
but there yep. isn't. So it, it yeah. really doesn't allow it to escalate. And I'm, I, they did what they had to do. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I'm not really sure we should have done it, but since we did, they did what they had to do. Yeah. And it is what it is. Uh, your thoughts on that rivalry, does that continue once we get crowds back? Oh, wholeheartedly. Um, you know, I, I said something last night on my sports page that I think, and this is, this is even before AEW um, even started, I think people have in their mind that they think crapping on WWE is the cool thing to do. Um, and to me, it's like, why can't we just all enjoy wrestling? Who cares what the promotion is? Who cares? Sure. I love the fan. I love the fans who appreciate all of it. I mean, um, but you do have your fans that are either pro AEW or pro WWE. Um, I really think this time without fans and without being in arenas, I think it's going to escalate it because. I mean, and I've already seen it escalated the last couple of weeks where AEW has done more in-ring stuff than WWE has. And honestly, um, for someone who has been loyal to the NXT brand since it first started, uh, I've been watching a little bit more of AEW because I would rather I would rather watch in-ring stuff than be watching replays and. Um, keep watching replays and old reruns so sure sure for that from that perspective this is i think this is going to escalate it and people are going to be like well AEW did much more during this time or wwe fans well you know wwe was following the rules more during this time right so um this is this is only going to escalate it in my opinion and speaking of the rules you being a sports guy uh, it was announced a week ago that um the ufc is going forward with their fifth failed attempt to get khabib and and ferguson in an octagon right um yeah and i don't know what it is i I would say the first match on Saturday night, I was a little bit thrown off when there was a hug, <laughs> right? I was like, oh, we're, we're hugging. Should we be hugging? I don't know when they even filmed this, right? I don't know. Uh, but there's something to me, there's something different about the UFC where it feels much more egregious Yeah. in that it's an actual physical. It's not scripted. Yeah. They haven't practiced any of this stuff. There's no. actual there's actual contagions that could be, they're not testing everybody in the way that I believe they should be. I'm not a doctor, but yeah. um, your thoughts on them continuing that pay-per-view as opposed to doing WrestleMania or what um, AEW and NXT are doing. Well, you know, Dana, Dana and Vince McMahon are very, very much alike in the fact that they're very stubborn and don't cave in too much. Um, you know, to me, like Stead DiBiase always used to say, everybody's got a price. Yes. And, um, I mean, I think in a lot of ways you would probably have to arrest them for a show not to happen. Um, I don't know how I feel about it because again, um, WWE was taped before all the lockdown stuff happened. So they were still kind of in that safe zone of doing things. Whereas this is actually going to be live. Um, I mean, I don't know how they're going to pull it off because the UFC is just as big a production as WWE is. Yeah. And, um, I mean, what are you going to do? Have fighters like, 
you know, get ready in their cars and then come to the building. I mean, like, well, take that, it, that, Joey, take it a step back. You have to have a crew of 20 people put the ring together. Yeah, even exactly. before, you know, even before you get the two people in the octagon and go, well, there's only two people exactly. like that thing had to be created <laughs> out of thin yeah. air. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, I don't know. I got mixed feelings about it because I, I am one of those people who wants to see like original content and new stuff coming out. But at the same time, you know, I do worry about the health of the fighters, um, considering that this thing is spreading, spreading faster than anyone could imagine. Yeah. Um, but I mean, to me, if they're testing people, I believe to me, I believe the UFC should be testing every single other fighter before they step into that building, which enters into a totally different question which is yeah. in a world of a lack of testing should we be doing that you know we're, like you're you're hearing these stories of lack of tests and yet we're going to spend a hundred of them on this event well and that's that's the thing is like okay if, if it were me i wouldn't do a pre-show i wouldn't have all these undercard fights just do the main card that you were going to do and be done with it yep um, that, that to me would have been the right approach, but when you start adding 20 fights throughout the day, I, I think that's a huge mistake. Absolutely. All right, Joey, so if take, you, no, go ahead. I was going to say, just, you know, take your five fights that you're going to have, put it on pay-per-view or whatever and call the day and be happy that you can do it. That's just my opinion. <laughs> All right, Joey, if people want to hook up with you in the Hollywood world of sports, where do they do that? Um, HollywoodsWorldOfSports.com. Um, I have Facebook page. I have my Twitter. Uh, my YouTube page that I very rarely use anymore, but I still <laughs> put out stuff every once in a while. Um, Instagram. Um, all the links are on the Hollywood's World of Sports uh, website, so you can find me. Um, like I said, if you're if you're looking to get away from all this stuff. And just have a fun conversation. I am one of the people to come to. All right, brother. Be well. It is so great to talk to you. Uh, glad to see you are in healthy and good spirits. Um, and got to enjoy a little WrestleMania, whatever, whatever, yeah, the, awesome. whatever that was. By the way, I do, I do have to add one last thing. Yeah. Um, my favorite WrestleMania moment, and people are gonna just like be out of their minds about this. I am a very big fan of Cesaro. Um, I've been a fan of his for sure. a very long time. And so when he brought back the UFO, the finisher yes. at the end, he has not done that in over a decade. I about jumped out of my seat for that. That's awesome. That's how I want to end it. <laughs> Be well, my friend. We'll talk soon. Yep. You too. Thank you. See ya.